everybody and welcome to another episode of Paul and All. As always, I am your host Paul Casey. Joining me today, one of my closest friends who lives far away. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Closest to the heart, right? There you hey go. everybody, it's Jake Wilkin. <laughs> welcome back to the show, Jake. Always nice to have you here. Good to be here. Um, and unlike the very first time you were on, we are prepared with topics today. I know that was a big, uh, big thing between us the last time. Like we so, I mean, we talked, we talked for quite a bit before actually starting this, but, uh, you know, we talked so much, but it was very strange when that time came to like, okay, let's record. I had a few topics and then it was just like, all right, now what? Like, we have another, like, 45 minutes to fill. What, what now? And we both felt like that was not our best effort, I think. No, definitely not. No. But this time, we have topics, several topics, if we get to all of them. I don't know. One in particular, we were actually talking about it briefly before we started the recording, and then we were like, well, wait, 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 let's save it for the show. Um, you, as anybody who listens to the show knows, you work for Little Caesars. Fantastic pizza company. Um, actually, since the last time, I believe since the last time you were on here, um, I've mentioned, I have mentioned in the past, and we've talked about it personally, how there is one near where I work. It actually got shut down. We talked about that briefly at one point uh, off mic. Um, but I do, I love, I love your pizza. And uh, your company had something pretty big happen recently. I, I, and I know you love to talk about your company and I don't mean that in like a sarcastic way. You, you love it. And you know, yeah. I love, I love the passion that you bring. So figure I'll give you the platform. Cause you know, we all know little Caesars needs the, the Paul and all help to, to get their <laughs> name out there. <laughs> Absolutely. They'll, they'll take it anywhere. Really. Um, you'd be surprised at, uh, some guy on YouTube just says, I love the pizza. And then we just hype that video. Hey, this guy loved our pizza. But uh, no, so Little Caesars, uh, the, as of, uh, geez, last Tuesday, the Little Caesars Arena is now open in Detroit, Michigan, downtown Detroit. It's the home of the Detroit Red Wings, who play hockey, and uh, the Detroit Pistons, who play basketball. They'll be starting up uh, in a couple weeks. Their, their preseason games will be starting up. Uh, you know, Little Caesars is is owned by the same company that owns the Red Wings and the Little Caesars Arena. So, uh, geez, sometime last year, we announced that Little Caesars had bought the naming rights for that arena. So we're super excited to be able to have this platform for Little Caesars. You know, everybody that goes to those games, there's Little Caesars restaurants in there, the Caesar man's everywhere, the name on the roof of that building is uh, painted on there is the biggest little Caesar man ever. Now that's, so, you're talking like from the top, like an aerial view. Like if you were flying over in a plane, all you would see would be Caesar. Giant Caesar man. Yeah. Biggest one in the world on top of this arena. So we're super excited for the exposure. It's going to bring, uh, it's going to be a good exposure. Now, not only that. Oh, sorry. Go on. No, 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 go ahead. I said, not only that, uh, of course it will host, Wings games, Pistons games, 
but any sort of event, the big thing is concerts now, actually. Um, it seems like every week I get a new announcement of who's coming to the arena. With artists going on tour, they stop in Detroit, they want to stop at this newest place that's open. Uh, some of the names that are coming up, I'm going out to see Fall Out Boy next month. Uh, Ed Sheeran's coming, Lady Gaga's coming, Katy Perry's coming, Janet Jackson, Paul McCartney, uh, Guns N' Roses. I mean, anybody that's out on tour right now and coming to Detroit wants to play here. Um, Helena Cell is coming, by the way, too. Oh. Uh, yeah, so I, I didn't I wanted... realize that's, I knew that was coming. I didn't know it was going to be there, though. Yes, yeah, Hell in a Cell, so that WrestleMania event uh, is coming as well at some point or another. Nice. Yeah. Um, now, is it, because we were talking briefly before we started the recording about how there's other arenas or field, but it, what, field is, is open top, right? That's what the difference is, or is it? Uh, it? Well, this one has a retractable roof, so yes, sometimes it's open, sometimes it's not. Okay. Um, but now, is this... Is your arena bigger than the other? Because what what what's it? You said there's like the Ford one is right there, and there's there's another one because they all because you were telling me about how like all the four major Detroit sports teams play within a close proximity. Yeah, it's a, it's within four blocks. It's it's really crazy. Just a, just an expressway really separates it. So on the other side of the expressway where the arena is uh, sits Comerica Park, where the Detroit Tigers play baseball. Um, and then right behind Comerica Park is Ford Field, where the Detroit Lions play football. So, yeah, four, four teams, four blocks. Only city in the country to have that, by the way. Uh, now, when it comes to size-wise, I want to say Ford Field can hold 60,000. I just saw this number right now, and I'm going to look it up because now I'm super, super curious. Uh, Ford Field... So the Detroit Lions can hold up to 65,000 people. Little Caesars Arena holds 20,000 people. And Comerica Park holds 41,000 people. So seat-wise, no, this is actually the smallest. But size-wise, I mean, if you include, like, the surrounding walking areas and stuff like that, it's probably on par. If not, probably still a little smaller, but... Right on track, I guess, for hockey and what hockey and what basketball needs. Right on track. Right. Nice. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I that I had mentioned to you was the fact that uh, you know I'm not necessarily the biggest fan of um, sponsorship names on arenas, and it's it's nothing about any particular company. Like I'm I'm all for if a company wants to and if. If somebody's willing to let them, whatever, like if they want to get their name out there, that's fine. There's just, I don't know, there's just something about where, and like, maybe it's just because in my area, the the local arena, in my lifetime, it's been at least three different names, depending on whatever major bank is in the area, because the other ones went out of business or they moved or whatever. And then it's just like, and we all, I mean, we always just say the arena, because we know because it's changed so many times and because there's really only the one around here. Um, but I don't know. There's just a thing in my mind where I'm just like, I would much rather it be, uh, if it was named after like a historical figure, maybe, you know what I mean? But like, in, in my opinion, a company name can change. Like you had said before that you, you guys bought the naming rights, but in a few years that, that expires or whatever, you'd have to re up it. 
But if they decide, which would be very strange because it's the corp, it's the the corporate umbrella. You guys are under the same thing, so it would be very strange if they were just like, "Well, you know what? Maybe we don't want our own company being promoted on the thing." Um, yeah. It'll be the, it'll be in a few years' time. It'll be the clock shelves arena. No. <laughs> Um, but no, I, that's, maybe that's why is just because like, it can be changed so easily and it just seems like, like you said, like, uh, you know, like I said, around here, the, it's the arena. We don't necessarily call it the Wells Fargo arena or the Waco, it used to be the Wachovia arena or whatever. It's just the arena. I mean, obviously if you have four, three or four there you can't say that necessarily but i don't know just a corporate sponsored name on something like that it, it leaves a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth sure and let me talk about the names of uh the the previous places that each of these teams played at so uh the detroit pistons again they played basketball before little c's arena they played in what was called the palace of auburn hills auburn hills was the city so it was nicknamed the palace. And when you think of the palace, it's where Kings are, you know, or, you know, something flashy, something big. And, and so people like that, um, for, uh, the Detroit lions who play football, they used to be played in the, uh, Pontiac Silverdome. Again, Pontiac was the name of the city. Silverdome. It wasn't a corporate sponsor, cute name, I guess, whatever, but you know, kind of coolish. Um, the Detroit Tigers, who played baseball, they used to be played in Tiger Stadium. So it was just named after the team. Right. The Detroit Red Wings, you started talking about historical figures. So before they played in uh, the Little Caesars Arena, they played at Joe Louis Arena. Joe Louis is the name of a boxer, big famous boxer. I'm pretty, he's pretty big in Detroit, and I think he's from Detroit, but I'm not 100% sure, can't remember. Now i got to look that up. But... Uh, so Joe, he was named after a famous person and somebody, uh, it's, it was a boxer that people really respected and, and really liked and he meant a lot to the city. Uh, so it was very, very, very hard for people to accept, and it still is, the Little Caesars Arena. He didn't, where, why the heck was he? Sorry, I get distracted very easily. Joe Lewis was not from Detroit at all. Born in Alabama, died in Nevada. Okay, why did we, we have, name him? I swear to you, in our area, we have the, uh, I want to say it's Jim Thorpe, who, I mean, I, I don't remember who he is, but, like, he was a, a, a sports person or something. Um, but we have, like, a city or a town named Jim Thorpe. We have, like, all this stuff. Literally, the way we got it, it's not that far from me, but, like, literally the way that they got it was they talked to his widow which was like his second wife even though like he had kids with like his first wife because his second wife that's who he was married to when he died she got to make all the decisions she basically sold his name and like his rights and all that stuff to the town just so they could get and they could name all this he was never in i don't think he ever set foot in pennsylvania <laughs> but like, well, yeah, and with joe lewis too is that so we named the arena after him, and there's a park right next to Joe Louis Arena, and uh, there's this giant fist sculpture. It's like well, I, we're on video right now, so you can see it. It's like here to here of a fist, and it's it's Joe. It's it's a monument to Joe Louis, the boxer again, the right. fist. But why? <laughs> why? Why? What did Joe Louis do for us that we decided we need his giant fist in a park? 
and I have a really I have a really bad joke, but I I won't say it. (laughs) You know what? Actually, yeah, no, screw it. I'll say it. Why does he need to be like fisting the park? Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. So, anyways, yeah. So, so you're right. So we were named. So all previous stadiums were named after either somebody or they had a cool little catchy name to it. And then slowly but surely. You know, the first of those stadiums fields to be built was Comerica. So that's a, that's the name of a bank. You know, people had no part, problem with that, I guess. Ford Field, they own the lines as well. So people were like, okay, Ford's an automo- uh, automotive company based in Detroit. So they were totally cool with that. And then when the name Little Sears Arena got announced, people lost their crap, man. Like, <laughs> but why? You I, just said they own, if, if Ford, you said Ford owns the lions, right? Yes. The company now, that Little owns Caesars little Caesars own, owns the red wings. You said, yes. So that was one of the big, like people who support the little Caesars arena are like, yeah, it makes sense. Like me, it makes sense. You know, little Caesars is, has been hand in hand with the red wings since forever. The eighties. Yeah. Basically. But, um, Again, Little Caesars did have to pay naming rights for anybody listening and that has an opinion on it. Little Caesars did have to pay a lot of money for naming rights. They didn't just give it to us because we work for the Illiches. We had to pay for it. and But people, I think it was just Little Caesars. Like a pizza company with this goofy little mascot that makes some of the worst commercials ever. I'll say it. We all know it. Uh, And then they're putting their name on this giant new awesome building. So some people actually started a petition, and they wanted to remove the name Little Caesars Arena, and they wanted to call it the Gordie Howe Arena. Gordie Howe was a, a Red Wings player, they nicknamed Mr. Hockey. Oh, he was one of the best. Big, you know him, cool. Uh, I didn't know if anybody out of Detroit knew him, outside of Detroit knew him, actually. But I'm a big yeah, Kevin so. Smith fan. Kevin Smith talks hockey a lot. Does he? Okay. Yeah. That oh, he's explains huge jerseys. <laughs> but, uh, okay, so, yeah, Gordie Howe... Uh, the thing about Gordie Howe and naming something after Gordie Howe is that before the Little Caesars Arena name was announced, little uh, Detroit is currently in the middle of building a second bridge to Canada, and it was already announced that this bridge was going to be called the Gordie Howe International Crossing. Okay. We decided that was or that was decided before the arena. So when I read this petition, I said. That's stupid. We're already naming something after Gordie Howe. Not only that, the bridge would mean more to Gordie Howe because he was born in Canada, played for Detroit. Those were his two big homes. Well, also, I mean, hockey is one of the things, I mean, to get all cheesy, it is one of the things that bridges us and Canada. Yes, exactly. Canada's really known for it. Detroit's perfected it. Uh, (laughs) But... (laughs) But anyway, but Gordie Howe played for both sides of the river, and so that bridge it makes a lot of sense, and I'm totally supportive of calling that bridge the Gordie Howe International Crossing. So sorry that we weren't going to also name an arena after him. You know, I, I, Gordie Howe's got a lot of respect in the building. I've been inside the building. He's got statues. He's a retired jersey number, so that jersey's everywhere. Like we, it we also didn't quite him. make sense because you said another. What is it? The basketball team plays there. Yes. So, I so, mean, that yeah. wouldn't 100% make sense. Well, the naming of the arena was announced before the basketball team got there. Oh, the okay. basketball team getting there, actually, that was announced in November of 2016. So, just last year. So, we're in the middle of building this arena. 
And all of a sudden they're like, basketball's coming too. And all the construction workers are like, wait, what? We got to wait. We, we got to build new lockers. We got to kind of, we got to make room for this. You know? <laughs> I mean, it was, it was an okay, you know, everybody was cool with the expansion and stuff like that too. So, but at the same time, it was like, we were mid building and we had to kind of scrap some plans, get some new ones in. Cause we were still hoping to open right on time. And, and we did. But uh, so that was like a, a late addition in a way, the, the Pistons coming over, but uh, a much needed addition, that's for sure. Now, so yeah. Oh, what's up? No, I was just gonna say, like, okay, the the Ford Theater, and there's the I can't I, for the life of me. You've said it multiple times since we've been talking, which was quite a bit before we actually started recording. But I cannot remember the. It's something with a K or a C. It's a K. Is that the other arena? Uh, Comerica. Comerica. Comerica Bank. Yeah. Um. Now, where <gasps> did before you guys built this, where did the uh, the hockey and the uh, basketball teams play? So uh, basketball, the Palace of Auburn Hills, the, the Palace, was uh, – Auburn Hills is about 35, 40 minutes north of Detroit, the suburbs. Okay. Uh, hockey was played about 10 minutes away from where it is now. It's always been close. Okay. It's, right, it's actually – the arena's right on the river, like you look out and see Canada – um, baseball was played again, about 10 minutes away from where it currently was. Football was played again, about 35, 40 minutes North. Uh, so in the suburbs as well, so I don't know. I can what happened, a good lesson if you want. Cause what happened uh, to all these arenas though? Once, like once these ones, like, like the, the palace, like what happened to sure. that now? So the palace is still up and, and completely there right now. It played its final concert. Ooh, it's coming up. The final concert's coming up. It's a rock band that's been around for a little while uh, that I can't remember, but a, a good name, a big name there. And after that, they haven't officially decided what they want to do with it. Um, I think the area is zoned for science and information technology, so something like that, but we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, Joe Louis Arena is still up. They played their final concert there back in March. Um that's going to be demolished shortly, um, but they're not 100, 100% sure what to go there. The biggest idea floating around is a hotel because it would be it's right on the riverfront, so it's a very beautiful view. It's downtown. Um, so a hotel is one of the plans. There is a convention center right next to the, uh, the old arena. They're thinking about maybe expanding the convention center. Uh, they also maybe think a park because, again, it's right on the riverfront, so that would be a very beautiful spot for a park. So there's been quite a few uh, ideas floated around, but nothing concrete. Right. Uh, the Pontiac Silverdome, which was where football was originally played, it actually it sat vacant for a lot of years, and then it got sold off to some guy who was planning on maybe doing something with it, but then the roof collapsed in. <laughs> so he was like, oh, this is going to cost too much money and it's not worth it. So he let it sit vacant as well. It looks it, – it's like one of those things where you look at deserted images of deserted areas or something. Right. It's like ghost towny. Um, Transformers, the last, the last Transformers actually filmed inside of it. Uh, Mark Wahlberg was there. Mark Wahlberg's been all around Detroit. Um, so they, they filmed in there. But like – it's crazy. You can like almost you can sneak in there. People just like grab seats 
and sell them online. Like it is so easy <laughs> to buy seats from the Pontiac Silver Dome. Like they're they're inexpensive because anybody can get them. So like they are demolishing that soon. Actually, that implosion plans pretty soon. And then Tiger Stadium, they uh, leveled that out. It's an empty field right now, but they're going to build uh, a smaller baseball stadium there for the Detroit Police League. So baseball will be back in that area. That little It was, again, 10 minutes away. Um, but, yeah, so some of the arenas are gone, going to be gone. Right. Just, you know, yeah. I mean, like I, like I said, I have, I mean, overall, I think it's great. I think it's a fantastic thing, especially um, I know a lot of places like where you can have, because I was talking about this with, uh, I mean, obviously you're more into sports than I am. Anybody who knows me knows I'm not really a sports <laughs> Apparently person. into sports. <laughs> um, but like I, I did uh, some episodes with uh, two of our British friends and we were talking about um, football, uh, European football and American football and things like that. And um, I was talking with... Um, Andy about and it was funny because I, I just was talking with the two of them um, yesterday as of this recording and uh, Andrew was saying that his football chat with me focused more on the sport versus my chat with Andy focused more on like the business side of things and um, but we were talking about how like in America a lot of the sports it goes kind of by season, you know, when, when, like when basketball is done, whatever, you know, uh, I don't know exactly how it goes, but like when basketball is done, like say baseball starts up and when baseball is done, football starts up or whatever. What's yep. that? That's the, you're, you know, you're right. You're right. Okay. So like, I know that a lot of places tend to like that, especially like to have a lot of those same sports in one arena because it's guaranteed not year round, but almost year round, you have a lot of stuff going on, not just whenever somebody comes around for a concert or whatever, it's going to be multiple weeks out of the, out of the year, you're going to have two sports playing there. So like, I think it's great for you guys. I think it's great exposure. Um, I think it's kind of weird that everybody's upset that like, a, I mean, you guys are voted like top pizza in a bunch at least in, i mean at least that. <laughs> that article just popped up uh earlier this week that yeah detroit got named one of the best pizza cities if not the best cities around yeah i don't know man new york pizza i mean you've had pizza around here we have pretty good pizza around here though come on that pizza i thought about that pizza place the other day it was very good <laughs> new york pizza it's 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 got its unique taste to it but it's nothing too special it's just a, a slice of thin crust pizza basically yeah well, it's fun. And I mean, I told you this when you were here for my birthday, which was almost a year ago, by the way. It does not seem like that. It does not seem like it, but yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, and I said, like, we know around here, we all talk about the fact that there are people who leave this, like, who grew up here or whatever, and they leave the area. And then they always say, like, wherever I go, even up, even to New York City, like, there is no pizza like Valley Pizza, you know? Because like, we you just had have... a pizza place at every corner. <laughs> we do. Like, you really did. Yeah, you really did. And I, I, because I every time I see a pizza place, I'm like, I should try it. I should try it. I should try that. You know. So I was doing that a lot down there, and I think Valley Pizza should. I, I don't know what makes Valley Pizza unique. I guess, like you know, I, I, you know, Chicago's got its deep dish and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but like, we have like a few. We have different kinds. Like we have different stuff. We have Old Forge Pizza. We have like regular Sicilian. You know, whatever. But there's just something about it. 
I don't know. When you said that, though, when you said, like, oh, there's one on every corner, like, now when I say it, to, especially, like, to all of, like, our friends, I'll be like, it's kind of like the ABC stores in Hawaii. <laughs> there's one on every corner, yes. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, like, you know, we, obviously, Jake and I met in Hawaii um, and whatever, and a, a lot of our friends met there, and an ABC store is, like, the local convenience store. And, 7-11. Yeah. yeah. And, like, there is, like, I, I always say, like, throw a rock and you'll hit an ABC store. Either an official one or one that somebody just named it because they're like, this will get people to come in. Because I, I don't know if you remember, there were a few of those, too. Yes. <laughs> but, yeah, there's one, like, ev- like, every few steps there is one. And, like I said, hearing Jake say that about our pizza places around here now, that's how I'm going to say it to people. <laughs> I'm so excited to go back into an ABC store. I remember... Um, I think I told you this. Uh, I don't know how many people listening know this or not. In Pennsylvania, you cannot sell beer and liquor in the same place. Right. Um, I think it's like us and like Utah because of the Mormons. <laughs> we are like the only two states where you can where you do not. And we also it's just within the last few years that you can sell beer in a grocery store. Right, because you your uh, your place of work just like expanded and had a, has a beer section now, right? Yes, actually we're, we're remodeling now anyway, like with the store at overnight, the stores for the next few months is getting remodeled. Um, and they're actually going to be expanding because we now, um, we could sell wine now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Beer and wine are allowed to be sold in the same place. Um, so we're going to be actually expanded. We call it the beer garden. We're actually going to be expanding that even more to fit in more beer and wine. Um, cool. But um, I don't remember where I was going to go with that. Oh, yeah. But I remember um, sending a picture to some of the people that I work with on one of the days when I was just walking down the street in Hawaii where I took a picture because not only was and I mean, everybody knows it because, you know, a lot of us have been to other states or we see things on TV. It's just when people come here, they're like, what is this? Why can you not have beer or whatever? Why do I have to buy this beer separately from the rest of my groceries? But not, I, I remember it was not only was there like the beer and, and all that stuff in the ABC store, but right on the window where it was that was facing out towards the street was the sign on the window, um, EBT cards accepted here. So like the EBT thing was like right there with the beer. So of course, working in a yeah. grocery store, we all know about food stamp shoppers and we have our various opinions on people like that, which is EBT, whatever. So I just thought it was funny that right where the beer is, that's where they're going to advertise EBT accepted here. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a very normal thing in Detroit. Because <laughs> I think if a place accepts EBT, at least here around here, they have to advertise it or have to have like a sign that says EBT taken here. And then, yeah, it'll be like right next to like lottery, alcohol, this, this, that. And you're like, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. At, uh, like at the, at the gas stations and stuff, we have that, you know, where it'll say like, uh, EBT here, we card, you know, all that sort of stuff. But like I said, because we don't really have alcohol in a lot of our places, like you can't go to a gas station and get alcohol. Um, it just seemed kind of funny to me that like right there next to the alcohol, that's where they're advertising the EBT thing. <laughs> and I mean, like I said, that doesn't necessarily play to anybody else, but I knew the people that I worked with would find it, would find it funny. So that's one of my memories of like the ABC store. Nice. <laughs> um, okay, so just so that we wouldn't run out of things to talk about, because we, we pretty much covered everything, I think, with the arena. Um, 
I have three articles here from NPR because I just looked up strange news. And now these are from uh, early, like early September. So like one of the articles is dated like the 4th. So like they were around like that day I started looking things up. So here are three headlines and I figured we could just talk. I could read part of the article and we could just talk about how goofy these things are. So the three headlines... Someone steals $7,000 in Legos. <laughs> uh, lonely rent a fish. <laughs> and the other one, I have to bring up the full page because the, the uh, title of the article was too long for the thing. <coughs> Thanks for that. Um, a tick gets away at a news conference about diseases ticks carry. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about diseases. <laughs> I'm half sick here. But no, let's uh, let's start with the Lego one. Legos. Okay. So this is from NPR. Uh, it doesn't have it doesn't give an author's name. Um, it's actually it's. It's from Michigan. I honestly didn't even know that until right this right this minute. It's from Uh-oh. Michigan. Uh, September 4th, 2017. Heard on Morning Edition. So whatever. I guess that's one of NPR's programs. Um, in Grandville, Michigan. How far? Any idea where that is? How far away that is from you? It's uh, middle of nowhere-ish, I believe. I got to look it up on a map. I've definitely heard of the city. Is it near the Thumb? I was just telling somebody about that the other day about because my mother and I were discussing something about states and uh, it was like, can you name like I think she was doing like a quiz online where it was like, can you name what these states are by their shapes? And she goes, I don't know. She goes, Michigan's the the mitten, right? And I'm like the hand. Yeah, I said, because I'm because I know you and one of the girls that I used to work with is also from Michigan. And I said and I held up my hand and I'm like, you know, that's how they tell people is if they know the Michigan area, they'll say like, oh, I'm from this, like the, you know, whatever section of the thing. I'm like, I don't necessarily know the various places, but I know that that's how you guys describe it is, oh, where I'm from, you know, let me hold up my hand and I'll show you where I'm from, basically. Yeah, Granville's actually, I'm completely wrong on the opposite side of the state near Grand Rapids. Got it. Okay, I've been there. Okay. Um, Okay, so in Granville, Michigan, somebody broke into Brian Richards' home. No cash or electronics were stolen, but someone (coughs) took $7,000 worth of Legos. Richards had been collecting them since age five. Wow. Um, This is a very, I thought this was a longer story. It's a very short story. It just says, uh, transcript. Good morning, I'm David Green in Granville, Michigan. Somebody broke into Brian Richards' home in the middle of the night. They didn't take cash. They didn't swipe any electronics. He may wish they had because instead they stole $7,000 worth of Legos. Fox 17 in Michigan reports Richards' Lego collection filled a room. He's been collecting the building blocks since he was five. He hopes the police can help him. His message to the thief, Lego my Legos. Oh, what? Oh, come on. Oh, come on. All right. I feel really bad for the, like, I, I, uh, it always hurts when people have, like, an extreme collection, baseball cards, Legos, whatever, it's just action figures or anything like that, where they spent a lot of time into it, money, motivation, stuff like that, and then, yeah, like, somebody steals it or something bad happens, so, 
damn, like I feel bad for this guy. And, uh, I hope he gets his Legos back. I typed into Google just to see if there was a follow-up. It doesn't appear that there's any follow-ups, but it, there is an article from the Fox 17 local affiliate. Uh, a family yeah. in Granville had their home broken into while they slept, but instead of taking electronics and money, the thief stole thousands of dollars worth of Legos. This is the ne- the next sentence is the part that made me go like, this is so cheesy. The bandit did more than steal Legos. He stole a lifetime of memories for Brian Richards. They try to, I don't know if the news is like that, where you come from. They try to do stupid things like that, where they, they think it's going to tug on the heartstring. Or they put some cheesy joke in there, like, Lego, my Lego. And, you, know, and you, like, you roll your eyes and you're like, ugh, local news, yeah. ugh. Um, speaking of local news, have you, do you, do you watch, uh, I'll have to send you if you haven't seen it. You know who John Oliver is, the British yes. uh, host? Have you, do you watch his show? I very, 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 very rarely haven't seen it any time lately. He has been talking about my area quite a bit. Um, why for anybody who well, don't say it like that like why what are you no, talking about like, like, i'm like half scared like uh-oh is he like because I, I know what he, com- comedy he does and stuff like that so hopefully it's nothing negative um well it's funny because like a lot of our local people think it's negative because um in the scranton area of course a lot of people know scranton because of like the office or things like that um one of our it's our local abc affiliate in their backyard for their weather. I don't know if that's a standard thing, the backyard. But, you know, they, they're out... <laughs> no? I don't... They just, like... What, what do you mean, like, so they're just chilling in the backyard doing the weather? Or, like... They just, like, it's... They do they the, said, they do the they weather the outside. Like, what's that? They do the weather outside. Like, most people, they're in front of, like... I mean, they have, like, a green screen section, but it's not in studio. Yeah. They're outside... In like the the I, they call it the backyard. It's like this like a section like behind the building or whatever. They have it like fenced off. They have it looking nice. Like there's like a little garden out there and stuff. But they you call it the raining. Huh? Do, do they ever bring them inside for extreme weather? Uh yeah. We, I mean we don't have like extreme weather. They're out there. They have umbrellas. There or like rain ponchos on if it's if it's. I mean if it's like bad weather, obviously they they come inside. They have like a little setup. But for the most part, they're out there because, like, they have the thing where, like, if it's raining, they'll have, like, a, they have, like, a bucket with, like, a ruler in it or whatever or snow or it's like, oh, how much snow did we get or whatever. Um, but, yeah, no, it's it's the, they call it the backyard. Um, but one of the things, like I said, they have a lot of stuff set up out there. And one of the things is they have, like, a model train going around in, like, a circle on a thing. And it's, like, one of just, like, the, I mean, obviously, it's, it's, apparently, it's very quirky, but, like, it's one of the little, like, quirks. And somehow, like, because we have uh, a section on that news, it's the talkback section, where they give out a phone number, and if, you know, whatever news article is happening, whether it's local or, or national or whatever, you could call in, and if you have an opinion on whatever, then they'll, they'll, chances are they'll play it, where you're just, like, you know, oh, I can't believe the mayor did this or that or whatever, you know? And then they'll play it. And then, like, maybe a week or two from now, somebody else will call in and go, did that guy say it? He can't believe the mayor did this. Get a grip or whatever. You know, like, they play that kind of stuff on the news. So people have been talking about the train, apparently, for quite a while. And at one point, it wasn't running. And so, like, people were, like, flooding the talkback line where they're just like, why isn't the train going? I haven't seen it in a while. Like, that's the focus of the people. Not whatever news is actually happening. Why is the train not going? 
Well, when something's been a consistent part of your life for so long, and then all of a sudden it's not there, you notice. Yeah. So, uh, so uh, somehow John Oliver or his or his team or whatever got hip to this, and he featured it on the program. And so then we talked about him talking about it, basically, you know. And then he goes, apparently Scranton saw my thing. And I know this because they flooded. So that because then there's all these people who are just like this John Oliver, big shot, New York guy. He's English for anybody who doesn't know. He, he is in New York, like where they, their show films for HBO. It is in New York. But he's just they're just like this big shot, New York guy. <laughs> like, um, And they're saying about how, you know. Like, some people are like, oh, he's bringing, you know, our name back and like, oh, it's cool that we get to have like one of our little quirks out there for, for people on a national level to see versus other people who are like, he needs to stay out of our business. Let us have our train fun or whatever. Because one of our one of our big things, I don't know if I told you this when you were here or ever, we have we, uh, we have I think it's closing down, but we had the Steamtown Mall. It was basically a mall that had like trains all in it like there was like actual train pieces there and whatever and like there's a big thing with trains in this area so like that's one of the other reasons that like we have the little model train thing um because actually the steamtown mall again one of those things where it was a guy who had a collection of like legitimate trains and like the city got together and was like we'll buy your collection and ship it down here so we have like a monument type thing (laughs) We don't like to do anything for ourselves, apparently, in this area. We just like to gather money and buy things from other places. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so then, uh, you know, John Oliver was like, people saw my segment, whatever. And he goes, I'm not making fun of you. He goes, I love your train. And then I'll have to send you the video. I'll have to post it somewhere on my social media or the clock shelf social media, where he then says that he built a bigger train, a better train. And this thing was taller than me. It's three levels of trains going around on a thing. And like, it has the electric city sign uh, and the building. It has the pen paper building from the opening scene of the office. It has like, there's one of the tunnels that the train goes in. It's like somebody, I don't know who it is, but it's like a a well-known person either in this area or in general but it's like his mouth opening is like, that's where the train's going in. And like, it has all this different stuff. And like, they had like little sparklers going on it. He goes, you guys have a waterfall in that area. He goes, this has a waterfall and like all this stuff. And he goes, I'm not joking. I want to, he goes, somebody get in touch with me or whatever. So I just saw recently the talk back section on the news had a thing. And I don't know if you remember, like we've talked about it in private like how this area has a very distinct dialect with the way that we say certain things. Oh yeah. Yep. Um, for anybody who doesn't know more than one person is use more than two or three people is use guys, (laughs) (laughs) things like that. So, uh, and like just and but the the version on the talkback thing that I saw in follow up where the news station is saying and like from what I understand they actually sent somebody to New York to get it, but like the building wherever it, it is it was closed that day, so like they have to go back 
because like they we legitimately coordinated better <laughs> like we legitimately yeah, want this thing. this day even though we're not going to be open like is that another big f you from like john oliver or something <laughs> like what but like we apparently like a lot of people in the area like legitimately want it but then like i said the talkback thing it was flooded again where they're just like he needs to stay out of our business <laughs> You know, and somebody was like, I would love to see that train. You know, maybe we need to send him some stuff. Couple, two, three bags of Middlesworth chips. Which, by the way, I'm planning on bringing, bringing Middlesworth. I know you didn't get to try those while you were here. Middlesworth chips. Planning on bringing some to Hawaii. I hope you're going to like them. You like barbecue chips, right? No, they're not bad. I'm sure I'll like them. Okay. I'll like the uh, peanut butter. I am planning on bringing tasty cakes, buddy. I'm having yes. the plan is a second suitcase full of stuff like that area stuff, so I can get you guys to try some stuff. Oh, I will pay your uh, baggage fees for that. <laughs> yes. Tasty Cakes is an East Coast thing for anybody who doesn't know. They are like a snack cake thing. I got Jake to try one of the things, and uh, I, I'm guessing by his reaction, he wishes that they were not just an East Coast thing. They were so good. <laughs> I forgot, was it my dad that I showed it to? And he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard of that. And I'm like, well, why are you like, you got to introduce me to them or something. Like, oh. Why are you hiding this from me? Yeah, I was like, I was like why was this never in the house? But I guess it's not even around here, so. Well, that's the thing is like even like uh, I said about Middlesworth chips, I know people from like the Philadelphia area who they don't know about because like that's just like a valley thing. Like I actually pass one of the one of the delivery factories on my way to work every day. Um, but I don't remember how I got onto that thing about John Oliver. But yeah, he uh, he was. Oh, we were talking about local news. But yeah, yeah, he was. Uh, that was what was going on with our local news, but no, you're right. A lot of a lot. I think a lot of local news things. Um, okay, wait here. Finishing up uh, this this thing. The, this is again the still the Fox 17, the local affiliate. Uh, that guy Richard says it's upsetting that they stole something that I've been building over the course of years. Uh, Richard's values the collection at around seven thousand dollars, but he says it's not about the money. Uh, he said two days before the robbery, his wife was working on an anniversary set. His two children also enjoyed building with his collection. Quote, the Lego itself isn't special, but the memory attached with building together is. Unquote. Um, he's hoping the police can track down a suspect. He said he's changed all the locks to his house and is going to get surveillance cameras. Until an arrest is made, he's trying to remain positive. Um... So there's a quote. So there's a couple of silver linings, he said. The first is we get to relive some of these memories, but the other is the fact that they left all the instruction booklets so we can find them all again. I'm glad he's remaining positive. (laughs) Uh, Piece by piece, he says he will get his collection back the way it was. He said the Legos are covered under his insurance policy. That's, you know, a true collector when you have stuff. Yeah, (laughs) that's uh, that's when it's real. Um, And he is also asking people to keep an eye out at places like pawn shops and on sites like Craigslist for large amounts of Legos being sold. That's a very odd. I mean, I know a lot of people who have like odd collections. I know I actually know someone who collects a lot of um, World War Two stuff. So a lot of it tends to be like Nazi stuff, like his entire room in his house. That's Um, illegal in some places. (laughs) Yeah, like Germany, but I don't think it's illegal here. No, no. Um, But 
That's that's very Legos. It's very strange. I mean, I I guess you there would be collectors things, but because they have like all yeah, the sets absolutely. of everything, but it just seems like a very odd collection. Well, you know, some people collect things like Mountain Dew bottles and cans, like from limited flavors and stuff. So you know, that the Lim- things are out there. Limited flavors of Mountain Dew. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They always have like uh, limited time offer flavors, like the Game Fuel and so on. Because this person may be me, but you know. But yeah, there's uh, tons of just limited edition flavors out there. So Mountain yeah. Dew. I'm thinking. Obviously, there's standard green. I've seen mm-hmm. red, Code Red was a thing for a while. I don't know if they still make that. That's a permanent flavor. Yeah. Um. I've, I think I've seen orange and blue. Maybe, yeah, those are per- permanent flavors. Maybe purple once. Purple, pitch black, that's a permanent flavor, yeah. That's. I think that's all I've ever seen. Yeah, there's, uh, I mean, they just had one uh, over the summer called Dew Essay. Where it was the Code Red, the blue one, which is called Volt- Voltage, and then their white one, which is called White Out, mixed together, red, white, and blue mixed together. It was okay. Probably makes like a brown, though, right? Or no, it was, uh, should make lightish, like a purplish, yeah. Uh, yeah, lightish, pur- lightish purplish, and uh, it was just out for the summer, and it was, it was all right. But yeah, that, that, that'd be a limited flavor. Again, it was marketed around the 4th of July sort of thing. And Now, does does said person who happens to collect these things, does this person collect empty ones and full ones, perhaps? Or... Uh, full. Okay. So they, they're, they're, they don't get, they don't get drank, drunk. Drinking. <laughs> You're very. I'm not. I honestly don't know now. <laughs> They're both past it. No, no. What this person? The does bottles are not. The, the, the liquid inside the bottles are not consumed. For the collection. they're still there. The okay. liquid's still there. Yes. <laughs> bottles have not been cracked open. The cans have not been cracked open. Yes. Now, what this person does is. Uh, they will buy, like, if they, if they see a new flavor, obviously one to try, but then two for their collection. Right. Because if you look on eBay at Mountain Dew bottles and cans and stuff with those limited flavors, they go they go high up there. Yeah, they're, well, they're yeah, I mean, priced. I would assume limited edition of a lot of things would be that way. Yeah. So, uh, like, I that's why I emphasize, or this person would emphasize with the Lego guy. But what's also funny and what drew me to when you said the Lego headline is uh, I started cleaning out my dad's basement uh, a couple days ago and I found two giant boxes of Legos because I loved Legos as a kid myself that my mom had stored. I didn't realize that she had stored them. I guess they just thought they disappeared somewhere. Uh, but uh, I looked at my dad and I'm like, this is so many Legos. And I'm like, you know who would love this? A children's hospital. So we're going to donate them. Uh, That's really to... nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You have such a big heart, Jake. I do. This heart was built for two. Oh <laughs> Not very often I have to say that twice in a day. <laughs> it's so cheesy. <laughs> oh, I guess it works, though, because you're in pizza. Ah, cheesy. Ah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> He's so angry at me now. <laughs> um. Okay, so we have about ten minutes or so left, if my timing is correct. Um, which, if, if you want, which one of these? Uh, but you don't want you don't want the one about the tick, right? Because of the disease what was the thing. One? What's that? What was the second one? The one before ticks. Lonely rent a fish. 
<laughs> Let's talk about the fish. Okay. I guess. I, guess, I mean, I didn't realize these NPR articles were this short because it's just like a transcript, I guess, of a portion of their whatever, uh, you know, radio thing. Um, uh-huh. Okay, this is from the 7th of September of this year. Um, the Hotel Charleroi Airport in Belgium will rent a fish for the night for a small fee to lonely guests at the hotel. Um, staying in hotels by yourself can be a reprieve from a busy life back home, or it can be downright lonely. For those of us who would prefer some company, a hotel in Belgium has the answer. Anyone who stays at the Hotel Charleroi, C-H-A-R-L-E-R-O-I, so I have no idea if I'm pronouncing it right, um, has the opportunity to rent a goldfish for just around $4 a night. Just think of the possibility. Someone to share your stories from the day, watch pay-per-view with, and eat overpriced hamburgers from room service. All that, and I bet he won't even snore. That's the uh, absolute horrible idea that I hope fails. <laughs> uh, so I lived in a hotel hotels for about a year and a half while I was traveling for work. And not at any point did I think a fish would be a perfect thing to have here. A cat? Yes. Wanted plenty of cats. But a fish? No. They don't do anything. Like, so what? I'm just going to be bored watch. Like, I'm going to watch TV and, like, look over at this fish and be like, yeah. But things are all right, you know, like for is it, four dollars. It's supposed to be. I don't care if it's four dollars. I can spend that four dollars on literally anything else. That's what I'm saying. Like that's four dollars seems like a lot for like to rent a fish. For anything in a hotel, it's more expensive. But you know, it's 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 dumb, and I hope it fails miserably. I could totally see like if it was. I mean, obviously, it would have to be more than four dollars. But like, I could totally see that becoming a business for like hotels where you could rent like a puppy or a kitty cat for a that night. makes a lot more sense people would definitely be way more into it i don't know if hotels would be because they can be kind of messy and stuff like that so cleaning but, but with what you could realistically because one a lot of people would probably like want to go to your hotel more uh-huh. because they have that opportunity but with what it, so like that could draw in business with whatever you want to charge, because obviously it would have to be more than $4. As you said, things at hotels tend to cost a little more anyway. So with what you could charge, you could probably cover your cleaning expenses sure. for those for those animals. Not only that, they could tie it into maybe like, a, hey, if you really like this puppy or cat, you can adopt it. Like, you know, if they also turned it into something like that. Yeah, I think that might be a little bit more difficult with people for like traveling, though. Sure, I I guess, but I mean, if you didn't make that like a main po- point, be like, if you have the ability to adopt the dog or a cat and you want to, you could. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I but, wouldn't necessarily make, I mean, like, have it out there, I wouldn't necessarily make it like a main selling point, though, or like a, right. almost like you feel obligated to do so. Right. Because there are things, as far as I know, there are places where you can... Like, just go, and I don't really mean, like, the pet store, but, like, there are places that you can go for, like, you know, a few hours or whatever. Like, if you're feeling depressed and you could just, like, hang out with a bunch of puppies on, like, a floor. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's cat cafes out there where they have cats you can adopt and stuff while you're just drinking coffee or just play with them for the day. Yeah. I think at the cat sanctuary I'm going to go to in Hawaii, 
I think you. Oh, you're going? Oh, I am not passing that up. Well, I remember it was talked about. You 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 said like, oh, I think I'm going to do this. I really want to do this, and then you weren't sure what the cost was going to be to go. You go what by helicopter, (laughs) right? No, you. It's a it's a probably little puddle jumper plane, but I fly out of Honolulu International over to Lanai, and uh, but it's like seventy bucks. So when are you doing that? Uh, it would be after the convention. I only have like, I have, well, let's see. I fly in on the third. I think I get there. I get there around three ish. So I only have, you know, my afternoon evening there. The fourth, I have Pearl Harbor in the morning. Did you get all that set up? Are you in? Are you going? I didn't, I didn't go to the thing yet. That's, I actually, I, I meant to message you because I am trying to get that. Cause I want to do that. I want to go zip lining. Um, we're doing, we're doing the, the we're doing something we just talked about oh the uh break breakout yes um so we night got up fourth actually that's so that's on the fourth as well i think it's the night before uh all that happens I should the probably look. convention starts on the fifth right this is anybody who's listening yeah. to this is going to be like guys i don't <laughs> care about this <laughs> convention's the fifth so october 4th the day before in the morning i have pearl harbor and then at 5 30 we have the breakout what time I mean, not that you necessarily want everybody to know your location at a specific time, if you don't mind nope. sharing it. Um, what time are you doing Pearl Harbor on the morning of the 4th? What's your Oh, time? gosh, it was super. I think it was one of the earliest slots. I know it was well before noon. It was like morning. Okay. Um, if you could find that time, let me know. So then I will try to get a thing for the same time, and then I'll just catch a ride with you. Yes. Unless. You mean what? Hold on, my What's that? Mail. So I'm pulling up my mail right now. I'll get it. But yeah, go on. No, I was going to say, unless uh, you're going to just have, because anybody who doesn't know, Jake and I are actually staying in the same place when we go. Um, so he's stuck with me for quite a while. Oh, snap. I'm going at 1 p.m. Oh, that might, uh, I'll have to do everything else before and then do this tour thing last. I'm at 1 p.m. That's when I'll be there. Wait, Come find else, me. What else were you trying to do that day? No, the breakout's at 5.30, so... I don't want to be like I don't I don't know how long it takes to get through Pearl Harbor. They say to definitely give a few hours, maybe half a day or something like that if you really really look over everything. But uh yeah, 1 p.m. Arizona Memorial. Find me people. It was amazing. I went the last time. Oh, you did? Nice. Yeah. Uh, I actually went with uh with Patty and John, our friends. Um, Sweet. And uh Bill, actually, I'm pretty sure he's the one who had the tickets. He bought a bunch of tickets, and it was like, you know, he go, he said something where he's just like, you know, hey, uh, everybody, I'm doing this if anybody wants. Just, you know, because I think it's what it's like a dollar, dollar fifty. Dollar fifty online, yeah. Yeah, because if you go, it's free, but you're not guaranteed yes. a spot or a time. Like, you're guaranteed, basically, you're guaranteed a spot. It's just you're not guaranteed a time. I think as far as I know, like, that's what you're paying for is, like, you're guaranteed this time. Yeah, they release, like thousand ish tickets or something like at the beginning of the day so it's like people will line up and it's the first x in the amount of crowd they are going you know yeah so yeah that's uh that would be a horrible thing to do so <laughs> um all right i i mean uh, other stuff in regards to our planning the listeners probably don't care that much so we could probably do that <laughs> off mic uh i think that might be it for this episode of Paul and All.
Um, unless you had anything else that you want to talk about real quick. Nope, that's all I got. All right, thank you. We made this one, if this one went a lot better, I think. A lot better. Oh, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, hit them up with your, with your social media and anywhere that they can contact you to hear more about little Caesars, maybe, uh, ask you any questions about little Caesars or just follow your, your general ramblings. Yeah. I, I, ramblings are cool too. So on Facebook, uh, you can find me Jacob Woken, W O L K A N on Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat. My handle is Jake L C E. All right. Uh, thank you again, Jake, for being on the show. Always lovely to have you. We will probably continue talking for a little bit after we actually end this, as we tend to do. Um, but for Paul and all, oh, I'll just add it here instead of adding like a separate voiceover thing later. You can follow all things Clock Shelves, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube uh, at clock shelves c-l-o-c-k-s-h-e-l-v-e-s um thank you everybody for listening thanks once again jake for being on and that's paul and all for this week Woo!